0: Hello and welcome to episode 19 of EV Brief, your weekly bite-sized podcast of electric vehicle and sustainable transport news from Australia and around the world, and I'm your host, Jonathan McFeat. On today's podcast, I'll be bringing you part one of a recent interview with Slava Kozlovski, founder and CEO of EV Car Sharing site ev.com.au. I had the opportunity to catch up with Slava and discuss what his company offers EV owners and renters alike, as well as discuss all things around EV tech and renewables. But first, let's get into EV news in brief. Not much is known about just when the US car maker Tesla will begin production of its vehicles on European soil, but we recently received a little bit of a clue uh, as to where the future gigafactory might be located, with reports from German media that Tesla has been in talks with the Lower Saxony State Minister for Economic Affairs, Bernd Althussmann. It is believed that the state's already established car manufacturing business and proximity to trains and global shipping routes make Emden in Lower Saxony a prime candidate for the new factory. On to Chevrolet, and the company has been working hard to improve its electric bolt, with the 2020 model receiving an EPA range rating update of 259 miles from its 60 kWh battery. By improving the cell chemistry, Chevrolet was able to increase the energy density of the battery pack without making any physical changes to the batteries themselves. The good news is that the Bolt now offers a greater EPA range than the Nissan Leaf, Kia Soul and Nero EVs, as well as the Tesla Model 3 Standard Range Plus. The starting price hasn't changed at U.S. dollars Porsche continues to drip-feed information about its upcoming Taycan, with interior photos being released last week, and Porsche releasing video overnight of the Taycan lapping the Nürburgring-Nordschleife racetrack. The Taycan completed the lap in 7 minutes 42 seconds, a record for a battery-powered vehicle, and quicker than a 911 GT3 from only a few years ago. The Taycan will be unveiled to the world on September 4 at the Frankfurt Motor Show. Yesterday, the Australian Renewable Energy Agency, ARENA, announced $15 million in funding for ultra-rapid charging infrastructure in Australia. The money will go to fast charging specialists EV, E-V-I-E, which is unrelated to the company EV.com.au that we'll be discussing later on the podcast. The former will roll out Tritium ultra-rapid charges across 42 sites on Australia's east coast. Although each site will only offer provision for two vehicles to charge simultaneously, it's a good start and should complement the Chargefox and NRMA charging networks already in place, as well as providing reassurance to those contemplating the move to electric vehicles that the technology is viable and here to stay. In more renewables news... U.S. farm co-op Organic Valley has announced this week that they are now powered by 100% renewable energy, making them the largest food company in the world to be powered with zero-emissions technology. Recently completing three community solar projects in the Midwest – Co-op News reports that there were numerous challenges to achieving this ambitious target. Much like Australia, the U.S. has costly, ageing infrastructure, but the prospect of cheaper electricity from wind and solar for tens of thousands of Americans and the need to complete the project before federal renewables subsidies were cut enabled Organic Valley to partner with Fresh Energy, the National Renewable Energy Lab, One Energy and UMeg to scale wind, solar and geothermal power across farms, restaurants and businesses. According to the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association, natural gas and coal will still be supported as primary sources of energy for the co-op sector in America, but with the wholesale price of renewables dropping dramatically over the last 18 months, individual electric co-ops are setting renewable energy goals and extracting themselves from fossil fuel contracts. Because co-ops are owned by members rather than shareholders, they are able to focus more on members' needs rather than profits. Well, now we'll move on to part one of my interview with Slava Koslovsky, founder and CEO of EV.com.au. Slava, thanks so much for coming on the podcast thanks, today.
1: Jonathan and everyone, thank you.
0: Now, you essentially had the first Tesla available in Australia for rental, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about what your company EV offers? So, well, it sounds EV, sounds just like an
1: acronym for electric vehicle, but it's spelled EV double E. Um, so, originally, I just Got excited about by what Tesla were doing with their electric cars but I saw that they were unaffordable to so many people so I just wanted to give a chance to as many people as possible to drive one and get excited about it you know ultimately increasing the uptake of electric cars so you know the straightforward way to do that was to rent them out so we got the first car the first Tesla in end of March 2016 uh, and that's when it all started. Yeah.
0: How does it work uh, for owners who wish to list a vehicle with you for hire? Originally it was just a regular car rental model,
1: but we soon realized that the way forward and to grow the idea was to actually involve the owners of electric vehicles that already have the cars and just help them rent them out when they're not using them. So we started working on the car sharing platform, which is also taken, uh, quite a bit of time to, to build. Uh, and one of the major challenges was simply the cost and um, unavailability of insurance, which we recently solved the problem. Yeah, I read a, an article in yeah. the Camper Times yesterday. Oh, great, uh, Yeah, seeing yeah. that uh, you've overcome that hurdle. Yeah, so we've, we've grown a lot just in a recent month and hoping to grow even more uh, going forward. Um, so basically now, if you own an electric vehicle, you can go on the platform, Provide the images of the vehicle uh, the description of it and it will be listed as available for rent We also provide the insurance which is currently in line with what you would get with over-the-counter insurers um, And you will be covered for when the vehicle is rented out
0: as well. Ah, So owners can yeah. get full comprehensive insurance yeah. for their Tesla through you that's now right. fantastic
1: yeah. Well, it's actually in some cases. It's actually cheaper for them uh, for Tesla owners to go with our insurance uh, that covers their personal use and then we also the renters when they pay it they pay a daily fee that covers the commercial car sharing use as well so yeah we've had tesla owners switching to us not only to rent their car out but also because it's just more affordable
0: um who's that underwritten by Can yeah. you
1: say or no no yeah we've been working with uh, with a company I, I mean i'm happy to mention them because they've done great deal of work helping us called ensure spelled just letter N sure Mm -hmm. Um, so these are our partners and they've put together a deal with a company um, that provides car rental insurance to all the all the major car rental companies in Australia but it was just really difficult to do it for Mm. such a new thing as Tesla and especially for Car sharing so it took a long time
0: pretty much three years. So does that mean in the near future um, a Tesla owner can actually go to your website and just Purchase insurance
1: outright. That's where we're heading to Uh, Currently it's all a bit manual you list your car and then we you know get a quote for you Uh, You sign up, but we'll definitely automate all that so you'd be able to just go get the insurance and have your car listed the cost of insurance is essentially Zero, because most of the time you would just pay it off through the rentals when you when you rent it.
0: Tesla doesn't currently offer uh, an standalone insurance product in Australia. Is that right? Yeah. Well,
1: so Tesla is a you know very vertically integrated company, so they want to control as much of the whole uh, car purchasing and ownership process mm-hmm. as they can. So when they came to Australia, they were used to offer. They still do offer uh, an insurance product called Insure My Tesla underwritten by uh, major Australian insurance companies. Um, And it used to be very attractive, but the insurance premiums climbed very fast over a few years, probably because the vehicles were very new and unknown and the parts took so long to shape and there were all these difficulties, you know, teething problems um, with it. So that insurance premiums really went through the roof. So we've actually had owners coming to us because it's cheaper to insure with ev at the moment with us than
0: it is with tesla um it's more affordable so yeah that's yeah yeah. and sorry i was just going to say i think you know when you're purchasing a new car the tendency is to just you know, you're there, you're yes. in the dealership. Right. Oh, well, what can you offer me for insurance? Yeah. Oh, it's here. It's easy. I'll take it, you yeah. know, rather than shopping around. So you're actually offering an alternative. I've seen on Twitter, a number of Model 3 reservation mm-hmm. holders haven't been able to get quotes from their insurance companies because right. the cars aren't listed yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is probably just a tech issue
1: as well, but sure. they, they're definitely learning, you know, as the vehicles come in and they are different, you know, uh, majority of other vehicles are all steel panels. Mm. Tesla have been aluminum from the beginning. It's mm. not a new idea, but it's the first time that a large number, tens of thousands of cars that are made of aluminum are probably coming mm. in. Yeah, and the, the other thing, so, so the Tesla premiums vary anywhere from $900 a year to four and a half five thousand dollars $5,000 a year depending on the car. And surprisingly to me, uh, RECWA, uh, in Perth, mm. they offering they probably have some sort of incentives for electric cars. They offering very very good deals. Uh, mm. We sit somewhere in between. So our insurance for Teslas is between two $2,000 and two and a half thousand dollars, mm. which is somewhere in between, in the middle. But it's very attractive because over if you rent the car out just several days in a year, you would recoup that cost pretty much. much. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so it just gives you the opportunity to rent the car out. Yeah. The other huge thing with uh, renting a car out on your platform is the maintenance costs are so mm. uh, so greatly reduced compared to an internal combustion engine vehicle. So yeah. while the car is doing the kilometers, really, it's things like tires and, and brakes, ultimately, that yeah. only need to be replaced, right? Actually, yeah, with, with the car that we originally bought and we, we have on the
1: platform just a couple of months ago, I had <laughs> – it's funny uh, – i serviced it in july 2018 Mm -hmm. and they scheduled the next annual service you know for july 2019. now it's august (laughs) (laughs) two months ago i received an email from them saying you don't need to bring your tesla for service Mm -hmm. Uh, it's all good and i'm like i replied to them to reconfirm so everything's fine it's not going to be you know it's still going to be under warranty and everything and they said Yes, we've changed, Uh, it was actually a legal thing that they have changed, so now Uh you do not need to service your Tesla, all your insurance, uh, sorry, all your warranties Mm -hmm. still remain, unless there's obviously an error that comes up and that the car alerts you of something going wrong. Uh, But it's just so unlikely in an electric car, you don't need to change any of the fluids, Um, you know, the brake pads as well last uh, probably longer than your car drives right, So, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: so I mean, what are other things that are uh, checked or fixed during a service? Well, it was kind of funny. Washer you, fluid, you, you, yeah, <laughs>
1: that's it, that's it. The, you bring it in, and you got this, you know, checklist at the end of the service, and it's uh,
0: yeah, air pressure, washer fluid,
1: yeah, tire pressure, washer fluid, software up to date, yeah. and signs of rust, yeah. you know, things like that. Uh, I mean, so that's, yeah, that's just insane yeah you know, for anyone yeah, yeah, who yeah. spent a lot of time in a yeah. in a mechanic shop. Yeah. But I was, yeah, just today, uh, we did need to replace the 12-volt battery, which is the small Mm -hmm. battery on the car, which is a normal thing to do. And, um, yeah, I was speaking uh, to the service representative at, at Tesla Service Center, and he basically said that their early customers were insisting on their cars to be serviced. And Tesla, Tesla were saying, well, you don't really need to, but they, were, they wanted to bring their cars. And these are people who have been just, conditioned by right. Mercedes or that's Audi correct. over the years. Every that's 12 right. months
0: or 15,000 yep. kilometers, you must come in and give exactly. us money. Exactly. And
1: now that's, that's all changing. That's yeah. all changing. Yeah. And just back to the, the, the insurance point, that's probably you know, the next steps for EV. Uh, we'll probably be elaborating and expanding on the insurance offering, um, creating an electric vehicle insurance. Uh, product in the future I just think there's there's a lot of uh, opportunity and a gap in the market uh, again insurance companies are large and it takes them long time to catch up with the market dynamics so I think it could be an opportunity for us as well
0: when I mean, you're kind of in the middle of a shift in the insurance industry right. aren't you where they're yeah. actually having to reevaluate their product offerings to That's match right. changing technology and legislation yeah so you sort of have to wait for them to catch up yeah 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 that's right in terms of costs uh to the listers on your site um do they pay any upfront fees or do they just pay uh, a percentage of the rental revenue um, to cover your costs yeah
1: that's right so there's there's no um they just take up the insurance and we at this stage we don't take we don't put any margins on on that uh i just want to make it as attractive and as easy as possible for the owners to lease their cars so currently it's just you just take up the insurance through our partners and you're ready to go uh we charge 25 percent commission the rest goes to the owner of the car yeah yeah and if there's any um things such as tolls or delivery fees
0: that go straight directly to the owner
1: without any commission so
0: so you're basically you're providing peace of mind for the owner as well that yeah. any costs incurred by the renter yeah. um, are, are sorted out as well through the agreement yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and do the renters pay a uh, a bond uh, for the vehicle yeah. uh, for the day or for the period yeah yeah so we
1: started again <laughs> it was kind of just to go back on a journey a little bit you know when you yeah. start when you start a company you think what's the worst uh, you know the worst experience you can have with a car rental company you hate bonds right <laughs> and this is what we were trying to avoid for so long but then just with the experience we realized that it is actually a necessary thing to do like unfortunately but we need to protect both the owners as much as uh, provide a great experience to the renter so yes we do charge the bond uh, currently for the model s and model x uh, it's five thousand dollars it's the full amount of insurance excess uh we're working on ways for of reducing that for a an upfront smaller payment
0: i mean i think if i was asking for the keys to someone's hundred thousand dollar plus car i would be comfortable paying five thousand dollar security bond (laughs) so that's reasonable
1: yeah well see yeah that's that's exactly right i mean the cars are you know market value Model S, Model X is currently between 80 and 150,000. So, you know, I mean, at least we haven't had any complaints from the renters and they've always been very understanding of these. And it's primarily because we just handle it properly. Uh, You know, we're always upfront about the deposit and we return it quickly.
0: And, you know, so, you know, we're just very
1: uh, proactive on this.
0: So. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about um, Tesla's robo taxi mm. uh, technology yeah, yeah, yeah. coming in in the next few years and autonomous vehicles. But um, you're essentially uh, doing what they plan to do in the yeah. future now, aren't you, by allowing owners to make money from their car while they're they're working or doing something else? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um,
1: so yeah, we, you know, and it has been. I mean, the idea has been, we've been building these for over three years already. Um, the way I see robo taxis is. is slightly different to what we're doing robot taxis i believe in from what tesla is saying um, targets different market which is people just traveling from a to b within a city yeah. so you know 15 20 minute trips yeah. uh so if you let your autonomous car go and on use some money you would probably have i don't know 15 20 people jumping in the car within you know in a matter of eight ten hours um and just doing short trips what we do is it, it's essentially a different service. When someone travels and they still want a car, they're going on a road trip. They don't want to. They don't want the autonomous vehicle to take them to the destination somewhere in the Blue Mountains and then go away. And they would need to take their uh, luggage out and the, the children and the seats and everything. So uh, there's still a use case for longer-term rentals, even when the cars become completely autonomous as well. So that's I think where we're going to play a part. And Another thing is I've never wanted to focus on Teslas. I've never wanted to be a Tesla sharing company. Right, That's, right. That is not <laughs> the idea of EV. Um, it's just the customers are asking for it now. And Tesla are clearly the leaders of electric vehicle movement. Mm. We used to have different electric cars on the platform. They had some demand, but nowhere near uh, what Tesla gets.
0: Do you get many EV owners who actually would like to continue the EV driving when they go into state for travel and not have to rent a petrol or diesel car? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, mostly not in Australia yet, but if it's international drivers, uh, mostly yes, if they're coming from the US, Canada Mm. or the UK, Europe, and they own a Tesla overseas, they just don't want any other car other than Tesla. And it does cost higher than if you just go over the counter and rent one from hertz or thrifty but they've made their minds up and you know that's that's what they want and i mean yeah tesla is just a completely different experience to to anything else
0: we know the the model three is going to be very popular mm. when it launches here uh, probably next week i guess the first customer deliveries fingers um crossed. yeah fingers yeah. crossed are you expecting um, a few uh new vehicles to be listed on your site that are model threes
1: we actually already have three, one in Sydney, two in Brisbane, and already have two rentals confirmed for those cars as well. So that's, you know, yeah, the vehicles are not here yet, but everyone's quite excited about it. So um, absolutely. And uh, I think we have probably about 10 people that are interested in listing their cars as well. So I'm, I'm very, very positive about it. Um, yeah. And if anyone who's listening, you have an electric car, definitely, or thinking of in a Model 3, have a look at EV. It might potentially help you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> with the ownership costs yeah. as well. I mean, all, so. you know, I haven't mm. driven. I haven't
0: driven a Model 3. Yeah. My wife hasn't driven one. Mm. And your service is actually a fantastic mm. try before you buy uh, yeah. experience, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: uh We've we have this.
1: uh This number is not exact. I'm pretty sure it's a bit higher, but around 10 must be over 10 people who've rented through us, first they ended up buying an electric car, which is yeah, wow. which is great because, you know, when you go for a test drive and Tesla stuff is, is amazing, but you only get the car for, you know, 15 minutes with someone sitting next to you, so you don't get the full experience of ownership, of charging the car, of range, how it actually performs. Um, when you get it for two, three days, you get to experience all those little details and uh, see if it actually uh, works for you, so, mm. yeah.
0: I suppose the other thing as well, you know, I live in inner Sydney yeah. and I don't always need the car. Um, so yeah. the idea that I could have an electric vehicle and then allow other people to use yeah. it and make money off it yeah. when I'm not using it yeah. is
1: just brilliant. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that, that was our you know, goal from the beginning to make electric vehicles both accessible uh, for renters when people want to use them and more affordable for the owners right. um, just to generally, you know, and, and one of the reasons it came about was uh, just due to lack of any government incentives in Australia, mm-hmm. especially three years ago. And now we have a little bit of movement, still insufficient, uh, but still I just thought, what can we do as a private company to help with the uptake of electric cars? Yeah. And you know, if we can help with the ownership costs, great. Uh, if we can give someone else, someone a chance to drive one and excite them enough so that the next car is electric, amazing.
0: So that's that's the whole idea. The, and it could potentially it. be a third pillar of, of mm. I guess, private transportation. You've got your ride sharing, you've mm. got your ownership, and then you might have this kind of rental agreement that yeah. a lot of people get into. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Potentially. Um, so currently, we we do have we're kind of different from um, other car sharing companies. We have a minimum of one day rental, so we target this. Travelers that actually need the car for longer periods of time. So no one's going to take your car for half an hour Two hours to go do shopping and come back Um, It's a very good idea that you actually meet the owner of the car so when you make a booking you actually go and meet the person and That's the person who knows the car best and they can answer all your questions about the range and Uh, how to charge it, where to charge it, so all all the little details uh, that you need to know, especially if you're a first-time electric car driver.
0: And that's it for Episode 19 of EV Brief. We'll bring you Part 2 of the interview with EV CEO Slava Kozlovsky next week, along with the usual stories. EV Brief is available on all quality podcast networks. Make sure you subscribe to always receive the latest episode and please also consider leaving a review to show your support or jump on over to patreon.com/evbriefpodcast. My name is Jonathan. Thanks for listening to EV Brief and have a great week.